Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 72 Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to a king's son. May she judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. May the mountains yield prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May she defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the needy, and crush the oppressor. May she live while the sun endures and as long as the moon, throughout all generations. May she be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In her day may righteousness flourish and peace abound until the moon is no more. May she have dominion from sea to sea and from river to the ends of the earth. May her foes bow down before her and her enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the isles render her tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before her and all nations give her service. For she delivers the needy when they call, the poor and those who have no helper. She has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence, she redeems their life, and precious is their blood in her sight. Long may she live. May gold of Sheba be given to her. May prayer be made for her continually and blessings invoked for her all day long. May there be abundance of grain in the land. May it wave on the tops of the mountains. May its fruit be like Lebanon, and may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May her name endure forever, her fame continue as long as the sun. May all nations call may all nations be blessed in her, and may they pronounce her happy. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be her glorious name forever. May her glory fill the whole earth. Amen and Amen. The prayers of David, son of Jesse, are ended. First Kings chapter ten verses 1 through 13. When the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, fame due to the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She came to Jerusalem with a very great retinue, with camels bearing spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she came to Solomon, she told him that what she told him all that was on her mind. Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing hidden from the king that he could not explain to her. When the queen of Sheba had observed all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food of his table, the seating of his officials, and the attendance of his servants, their clothing, his valets, and his burnt offerings that he offered at the house of the Lord, there was no spirit left in her. She said to the king, The report is true that I heard in my own land of your accomplishments and of your wisdom, but I did not believe the reports until I came and I had to see it with my own eyes. Not even half had been told to me. Your wisdom and prosperity far surpassed the report that I had heard. Happy are your wives. Happy are these servants of yours who continually attend you, attend to you and hear your wisdom. 
Blessed be the Lord your God who has delighted in you and set you on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord loved Israel forever, he has made you king to execute justice and righteousness. Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold, a great quantity of spices and precious stones. Never again did spices come in such quantity as that which the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Moreover, the fleet of Haram, which carried gold from Ophir, brought from Ophir a great quality of almug and almug wood and precious stones. From the almug wood, the king made supports for the house of the Lord, and for the king's house, lyres also and harps for the singers. No such almug wood has come or has been seen to this day. Meanwhile, King Solomon gave to the Queen of Sheba every desire that she expressed, as well as what he gave her out of Solomon's royal bounty. Then she returned to her own land with her servants. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, for whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than we all can ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Good morning and welcome to Tuesday after Epiphany. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. Um, the the day today, there's no first or second or 23rd or anything um, because I realize if I start off not accounting for a zero week, then the whole thing is just really off with the BCP and other liturgical calendars. But basically... Um, the the weeks are counted by Sundays, and you didn't hear from me yesterday on Monday, the twelfth day of Christmas, because the twelfth day of Christmas is the Nativity of the Lord. It's a major feast, and so I didn't record. Um, but it's the day that uh, traditionally the Magi, the 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 wise people, um, we think of them as three. We don't actually know how many there are. Um, we don't really know a whole lot about them at all. But um, this is the day that they came. Uh, Twelve days after. The, um, the actual birth itself. Uh, and it's historically, it's likely that it was actually even later than that, but we don't really know for sure exactly when it happened. And it spurred the, the slaughter of the innocents. It's also, um, I don't think it was, I don't think it was yesterday, but very soon in here, um, sev- many of the churches will celebrate the, the martyrdom of, uh, or well, the feast of the holy innocents. That's the killing of all children, maybe all male children below the age of two that King Herod ordered after he'd heard that a king was born. And he asked the Magi to um, return back to King Herod and let him know when they found him, this child that was born to be king. And the Magi uh, decide not to, and in a dream they're warned against um, telling Herod, and so they kind of sneak off um, uh, away uh, without ever 
telling Herod where they found him. Um, and so it's this, there's this duality of the joy of the Christ child being born, but also this incredible tragedy of one of the Herods who were, who were technically kind of sort of Jews, but really basically not, um, carrying out effectively one of the plagues, the worst plague, the Passover, um, carrying it out on uh, his own people um, because he was afraid of somebody taking his power. Um, so the uh, that's a kind of a brief summary of the Feast of the Nativity. And I should look up when the, um, the Day of the Holy Innocence is. But um, that's why you didn't hear from me yesterday. And it's why um, today is just a Tuesday after Epiphany. After Sunday, I'll start numbering them again. We have, I want to say, I want to say six, four or six weeks uh, after Epiphany. It's one of, uh, it's a shorter of the uh, seasons of ordinary time in the liturgical calendar. Um, I don't typically talk about ordinary time. I don't use it in the title or anything, um, but it's this um, kind of normal space. The color is green. That's why I like the olive drab for first formation and, and uh, a bunch of the Pew Pew HQ stuff. Um, the, uh, the ordinary time is either following Epiphany before uh, Lent, Ash Wednesday and Lent, um, and then after Easter before Advent. So those are the two big chunks of ordinary time. And we're in ordinary time following Epiphany. Epiphany being the, the visitation or the, the dream or the vision or the seeing of the Christ child by the Magi. And so we're in the season after Epiphany right now. Um, and that explains hopefully why um, I don't have a number on it. It's just going to be this week. It might happen again in uh, the ordinary time following. I'm sorry, Pentecost, not um, not, Ash, uh, not Easter. Um, and this morning we read uh, from Psalm 72 again. Seems to be a very uh, common theme for Christmas time, Christmas tide. Um, and continuing through Epiphany. Uh, and then in First Kings chapter 10, we hear of the great riches of Solomon, uh, enough riches that he has impressed the Queen of Sheba, um, who uh, is thought to have been quite wealthy and wise. And um, she comes and sees Solomon, and she's astounded. She's told of the reports, and she didn't believe them until she came and saw it for herself. And for some reason, she gives him a bunch more gold because he's so, I don't know, I don't, totally understand that. And then finally, uh, Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Uh, It's most known for the breadth and length and height and depth of the love of God or the love of Christ. Um, And I like that it reminds us that um, the saints, uh, which for Paul typically meant living Christians, not necessarily dead Christians, um, but that they know and they comprehend, we comprehend the breadth and length and height and depth of the love of God. Uh, even though it surpasses our knowledge, um, Paul's prayer for us and our prayer for one another is that we are uh, able to live fully uh, in the way that God has created us. And what that means for um, Christian soldiers and veterans um, is to uh, find uh, permission, I suppose, or to be empowered. It's a nice, fun buzzword. 
be empowered to live fully into your identity as a soldier, just as you would a father or brother. Um, maybe you're a Stephen minister, maybe you're a minister. Um, I think uh, too often the church wants us to choose sides, um, and that's not really what Christ does. There are ways to, um, there are things that are important to God for us not to do, and I think that includes killing people. Um, but military service is so much more than killing. Military service is about order and camaraderie, um, about the, the personal courage that it takes to be selfless, to subordinate our own desires and our own will uh, to the will of others, to the will of God and to the will of uh, the church. Um, we, in Advent, we heard from uh, of Mary's Magnificat and the Annunciation. Well, the Annunciation will be in March. Um, but Mary is known to have said, not according to my will, but yours. Um, and that's precisely what soldiers say on a daily basis, little s soldiers. Um, not my will, not my desires, not my wants, but the good of the community. Uh, let that be done. And I say that knowing that my old unit, the 82nd Airborne, uh, was recently deployed to Iraq because of the protests at the at the embassy, and um, which are only going to get worse now with the, um, I don't know, the, uh, it's hard to call it anything but a targeted assassination of the commander of the Iranian uh, Republican Guards uh, in Iraq. Um, I was listening to uh, several podcasts, and I've been trying to read the news about it, um, and there was this important um, kind of escalation where a United States contractor was killed by uh, Iranian forces, and there was a number of these different options that they had in um, uh, ordering a strike on um, Soleimani was perhaps the worst one, but it was um, it was something that followed from uh, other instances that had been escalating. That isn't to justify it by any means, uh, but to remember the context within which it takes place. Um, it's important to remember that there was... Uh, probably a uniformed military service member who was uh, piloting the drone, who had to wrestle with whether or not what uh, he or she was doing was right, even if um, it was a lawful order, um, whether or not that was politically expedient or morally sound. Um, And that person and that whole chain of command will live with that for the rest of their lives, just as uh, Christian soldiers and veterans uh, live with the moral weight of their own decisions in combat uh, or not in combat. Um, And we, uh, it's my conviction that the military um, has a certain comprehension that the church could stand to to learn from, a certain knowledge of the breadth and length and height and depth of uh, not just, um, or not just, but not only the love of God, but how that's exercised within you know, uh, within and between these large communities that we call nations and countries and and states. And um, uh, there's a certain uh, experience that I think has value um, that uh, instills in us habits and virtues that I think the church can learn from. And so uh, it's my prayer for Christian soldiers and veterans and for the church um, that we all might comprehend with um, uh, the the grunts and the the slick sleeves and the trench monkeys and even the profile queens 
um, that there is a breadth and length and height and depth of love that uh, that we've experienced that the church um, could stand to to learn from the selflessness that comes with military service um, and the camaraderie that that instills by knowing that uh, when we say we love you and that we say that we'll stand up for you and that these things may cost our lives that there is no doubt um, that uh, we believe in our union and we believe in the goodness of um, being in union with one another in uh, the, in the United States is is uh, is good and is worthy of of uh, sacrificing for it. for those in the armed forces of our country from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we commend to your gracious care in keeping all the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad. Defend them day by day with your heavenly grace. Strengthen them in their trials and temptations. Give them courage to face the perils which beset them and grant them a sense of your abiding presence wherever they may be. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor Morning Prayer for Pew Pew People with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, And you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew People. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.